day. Oh, blimey. Hello, Ollie. Look, there you are. Look. Hello. There I am. There you are. Hello. Uh, hello, listener. This is Sustainababble, your weekly podcast about the environment, usually delivered down the line through the magic of technology. But this week we are together in the same room, looking into each other's eyes mm. lovingly. And look, I can pull his hair. Get off. That hurts. <laughs> Yes, we are. We are in my bedroom. It's terribly exciting for all concerned. Um, And we're here to give you a very special kind of bonus babble. It's a bit of a shorter one this week because we're doing, we've got a very special guest who we're going to be interviewing um, and we'll be sticking that out later in the week. But for now, well, there's some rather exciting news that we felt that we just had to share and, and many of you will have heard it, but here's what happened. Turnbull in, Abbott out. Australia is to get a new Prime Minister its fifth in eight years after a successful leadership challenge in the ruling Liberal Party. Ex-communications Minister Malcolm Turnbull asked See ya! Such sad news for all concerned. Apart from humanity. I think this calls for a little bit of this. Schadenfreude of the week. Once a jolly swag. Yeah, so Schadenfreude time. Uh, it, it is a regular feature and one that usually comes at the end of the show, but frankly, it's what we're all here to talk about. So, um, what is Schadenfreude of the week, Dave? Well, Schadenfreude of the entire century <laughs> is the wonderful news that Tony Abbott, scourge of the babble, repeated appearer in this podcast and uh, one of the occupants of Inhoff Corner. Mm. Um, Inhoff Corner being the place where we put the complete and utter nasty toe rags who have so irked us that they deserve a special mention. Um, Tony Abbott, formerly Prime Minister of Australia, not anymore, has <laughs> been given the tin tack, is out on his ear, has been booted away by uh, what looks like an extremely sort of uh, mercenary and uh, rather splendid coup by <laughs> another Australian person whose name uh, is... Turnbull. Turnbull. Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull. That's right. Um, and it's great because Tony Abbott is... A dick. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's had this coming... It's him. Yes. Shall we play some of the things? Where do we start? Oh, wow. Well, look, this is an environment podcast, so let's start with the stuff we're on the safest ground about. Let's start with this. Everything we do is done with this in mind. How do we promote jobs and growth? How do we promote growth and jobs? And climate change policy is no different. Uh, We have got to be environmentally responsible but we've got to be economically responsible too. We've got to reduce our emissions, but we've got to reduce our emissions in ways which are consistent with continued strong growth, particularly with continued strong jobs growth. And the last thing we want to do uh, is uh, strengthen the environment uh, and at the same time damage our economy. That's the labour way uh, to put the environment ahead of the economy, what we want to do is to protect and yeah. promote 
Yeah, we've actually played this before um, one of his many times. He appeared in In Half Corner. It is the last thing um, you want to do. And it turns out it was the last thing he wanted to do and he can't do it anymore because he's gone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, actually the last thing he did, I understand, was resign by fax. (laughs) Yeah, that was the last thing he did. (laughs) On a crushing hangover. Uh, Apparently he just went out the night before it was official and got bladded. Now I do have a semblance (laughs) of uh, sympathy with the man for that. Uh, You and I both having gone out and celebrated wildly into the small hours last night. Yes, so Tony Abbott was no fan of the environment. Tony Abbott thought that climate change, uh, while saying it was an important thing, was something basically that the poor little teeny-weeny struggling Australian economy should not have to bear Mm. the uh, strictures of. And he made great play, as indeed uh, other Inhofe Corner resident uh, George Osborne, Chancellor of the Exchequer in the UK, has also made great play out of the idea that there's no point saving the planet if you knacker the economy yeah. um, and framing it very much like that. Right? And it's, it is kind of interesting to look at how similar these arguments run. And we were talking about earlier, there's another Australian who kind of operates behind the scenes in UK politics and his name is Linton Crosby. And he's deliciously evil. Ooh. And he's, he's one of these kind of, you know he sits there rattling the tips of his fingers together, planning deliciously evil things. But he's come from Australia where Abbott's whole approach was one of being incredibly hostile towards the environment. It was one of his major electoral pitches. And probably the Conservatives in Australia were like, it works, it got him in. And I reckon that's a large part of what's going on in the UK. People are behind the scenes are saying to Osborne and Cameron, just go after the environment. You stand to make gain more votes than you're going to lose and just, you know, just assault it. And when you look at stuff that George Osborne has said, including his famous speech from 2011, um, I mean, we could play a little, yeah. play a little clip of that now, yeah. if you like. Bung a bit of that and see if you can spot the similarities. But Britain makes up less than 2% of the world's carbon emissions to China and America's 40%. We're not going to save the planet by putting our country out of business. So let's, at the very least, resolve that we're going to cut our carbon emissions no slower, but also no faster than our fellow countries in Europe. That's what I've insisted on in the recent carbon budget. Uh, George Osborne there saying that the economy is more important than the environment. And one thing we have talked about over the last few weeks on the babble are the attacks that George Osborne has unleashed Mm. on everything to do with environmental policy in the UK, Uh, be that solar cuts and zero carbon homes and all of those sort of things. Refer to episode 19 for more information. Um, And Tony Abbott over in Australia basically did the same. Right. Yeah. So one of the first things he did was scrap the carbon tax. Scrap the carbon I mean, that was tax. another of his electoral pledges. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get rid of Labour's hated carbon tax. Yeah. Oh, you know, all big kind of dick swinging politics, but it was very much what he wanted to do, and he essentially did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, he did it. Yeah. Even though, uh, well, even though he didn't really understand apparently what the hell he was talking about. The absolute commitment that I give to the Australian people is that the carbon tax will be gone uh, under the coalition and all of the carbon tax compensation, to the extent that people still get it, will be a bonus uh, without the carbon tax. I'm sorry, I I don't really follow you. (laughs) 
And he introduced this thing called a direct action plan, which was mm, direct. direct. Yeah, <laughs> shame about the rest of it. Um, which basically, as far as I can work out, made a big amount of money available to anybody who wanted to cut emissions, but you don't have to, and and you do it in the cheapest way possible. And if you're a big polluter, you don't have to bother. Don't have to bother. Australia I mean, was actually able to increase its emissions, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, brilliant. Brilliant. but that's fine. the point is, there's a plan there plan. to do stuff, yeah. and it's direct. It is if direct. you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? The idea that okay, climate change is important, so we better. <laughs> reduce emissions here's some money for anybody who wants to but don't feel you have to (laughs) no 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 no. (laughs) please don't get up please don't get up please (laughs) don't feel like you have to do anything if you're busy if you're busy and you know extracting iron ore for instance you'd concentrate on that you do that and (laughs) when that's done Hmm. then here's a little bit of money for reducing emissions if you want to but please don't oh god God, and this takes us back actually to this contention that um, he thinks climate change is important because a number of these of these clips and, and speeches begin with, you know, obviously climate change is, is important and real. Like this one. Um, yeah, <laughs> this one here. Climate change is, is real, as I've, <clears throat> as I've often said, and we should take strong action against it. Uh, but these fires are certainly not a function of climate change. They're just a function of life in Australia. Yeah, despite the fact that actually uh, Australian researchers have spent the last 25 years proving that there there is a link mm. between bushfires <laughs> yeah. and climate change. Inconvenient. That, Inconvenient, yeah, it? it's tricky, never mind. But the Prime Minister knows his own mind. and uh, you, But you will note that he did say climate change is a real bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and a lot of these kind of anti-renewable, anti-carbon tax remarks begin with climate change bad we should bad. do something about it mm-hmm. which gives him the sort of cover to you know pretend like he's 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 reasonable however that's not how he's always phrased it uh, and, and it arguably well arguably he's taken the exact opposite approach in the past and mm. what you said well he, <laughs> 2000 this is a 2009 quote where brilliantly he just spells it out and he says the climate change argument is absolute crap oh. uh, <laughs> which is, oh, comma Comma. Oh, comma, comma. However, the politics are tough for us because 80% of people believe climate change is a real and present danger. Now, that is amazing because not only is he saying this is bullshit, he's admitting that for his own political reasons, he has to kind of be seen to be doing something about it because nearly everyone in the country oh, the <laughs> doesn't poor. think it's bullshit. And he doesn't seem to tie these two things together. It's like, Everyone thinks this is real, which is just really irritating because it obviously isn't real. But everyone thinks it's real, so I better sound as if I think it is too. Incredible. Completely bonkers. And not just about climate change in general, does he talk horsey plop, but also about the things you have to do to sort climate change out, like wind turbines mm. right which he does not like not a fan not a fan <laughs> not a fan hey! so um <laughs> as you know australia is a very very small island which is desperately packed full of people and wall anywhere wall people wall to wall people anywhere you want to put like a syrian refugee or a wind turbine basically there's nowhere to put one no. because because it's really really full and it's not for example sodding massive and empty <laughs> at all but no uh, the former prime minister went on a little rant against wind energy indeed one of the things that he did was effectively try to close the industry down deliberately mm. on purpose mm. have a listen to this Uh, about the potential health impact of these things. Uh, When I've been up close to these wind farms, there's no doubt uh, not only are they visually awful, but uh, they make a lot of noise and uh, there's obviously... 
Well, so why are we allowing this? We've done a deal. Why are we allowing this? What we've managed to do through this admittedly imperfect but better than the alternative deal with the Senate is reduce uh, the growth rate of this particular sector as much as the current Senate would allow us to do. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> You've managed to stop an industry that was doing well, doing well. And not only is it any industry, it's one that doesn't pollute things. Yes. It's one that generates jobs in clean industries. Oh, well done. And well again, done. echoes, just little echoes with our right-wing ideological government in this country who are deliberately stopping the cider industry because it's too successful at giving people jobs and reducing carbon emissions. I'm angry, Dave. Yeah. I think you can tell. I can actually see for a change. I can see the vein popping out the side of your forehead and your nose going all flary. <laughs> So look, uh, the man uh, has a lot of form on bashing the environment. We have talked before, go back to episode 18, Babel fans, about Mr Abbott claiming that coal was good for humanity and that it was a very Mm. bad thing to stop exploiting coal because basically if you did, you would go to hell. Has he ever described coal as visually awful? You know, the enormous open cast strip mining coal things that take all of the beauty out of the Australian landscape. Is that, you ever described those as visually awful? I don't think so. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Knob. Um, but it isn't just <laughs> in the field of the environment and climate change and, you know, the future of life on Earth. It's not just in that area in which he is a knob. <laughs> Um, we have been looking, spending a greatly enjoyable couple of hours, um, looking through the vast litany of stuff that Tony Abbott has said. Now, we don't have all day, so we're just going to play you some of the best bits. What have you got first, Ollie? Well, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we knew it wouldn't be long till he, uh, till he made a mention. Uh, so somebody in a, one of those brilliantly insightful radio phone, TV phone-ins rather, said, what would Jesus do about uh, uh, the whole immigration argument? And after making a kind of weak joke about it, he said this. Uh, don't forget Jesus drove the traders from the temple as well. Now, I, I mean... You know, uh, what's the point of that? Well, the point is... the analogy? Je- Je- Jesus didn't say yes to everyone. I mean, Jesus knew uh, that there was a place for everything and and it is not necessarily everyone's place to come to Australia. It's, it's, it's quite All right, well, that's cleared up what Jesus thinks then. That's good. Um, okay, so what does Mr Abbott think about abortion? Well, also kind of moderate, sensible uh, thought-through views here. Um, he thinks that uh, the problem with the Australian practice of abortion, but apparently it's just Australians who practice abortion, but the problem with the Australian practice of abortion is that an entirely... Is that, sorry, is that an objectively grave matter has been reduced to a question of the mother's convenience. Oh, this is, this, like, this is about <laughs> women being all upstarty and irritating by, mm. like, by having rights and opinions <laughs> yeah. and wearing trousers and, and not ironing isn't it, it yeah uh, yeah what, what else has he said about women he said a lot actually he said a lot um he said i think it would be folly to expect that women will ever dominate or even approach equal representation in a large number of areas simply because their aptitudes abilities and interests are different 
for physiological reasons. It's their breasts. It's because of their breasts. It's because women have got breasts. And because of that, there is no way they could fit into high office because of their breasts. Yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, high office is as cramped as Australia is. Yes. So, uh, you know, there's yes. just no, no room. room. No room no for breasts. Room. Um, uh, well, you know, he's gone on to clarify some of these views and he said, I think there does need to be give and take on both sides. And this idea that sex is, a, is kind of a woman's right to absolutely withhold, just as the idea that sex is a man's right to demand, I, th- I think they are both need to be moderated. So, yeah, moving on, he's, he's obviously got some pretty uh, nuanced views on, on sexism and, and female uh, aspiration. Uh, but he's also a great orator when it comes to the crises that we're seeing in the uh, Middle East. And uh, we were talking about Syria and uh, mm-hmm. all of the nastiness going on there last week. Tony Abbott has explained it much more pithily than we ever have. Mm. It's not goodies versus baddies, Dave. That's what I thought it was. Which I know is what you thought yeah. it was. It's actually... Baddies versus baddies. Oh, so everyone's bad. Every everyone's bad. It's two sides. Yeah. One of them's baddies, the other side's baddies, and they're fighting, and it's really bad. And neither of them is us because we're the goodies. We're, well, yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I see. Mm. Oh, okay. Thanks, Tone. <laughs> So there we are. That is, was Tony Abbott, formerly Prime Minister of the British Colony of Australia. That sounds so good. Say it again. Formerly Prime Minister, ex-Prime Minister of Australia. He's gone. Bye-bye. Let's have one last little whoop. (laughs) Cheery bye-bye. Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. But, so, here's the thing, right? And this is queuing us up for our guest. So, there, mm. Mr. Dave's Abbott, got a serious face I've on now. i got a serious face on. Analysis coming, shut up and listen, right? <laughs> so, Mr. Abbott has been replaced by Malcolm Turnbull, who was a formerly communications minister, previ- a long-running uh, rival for the leadership, who, as far as I can work out, done a plot and got rid of him, right? Mm. And at first, everyone thought, okay, that's good, because Mr. Turnbull likes taking action on climate change. And he's got a great long list of stuff he said over the past about how climate change is really important, and Tony Abbott is a tit for not believing in it, and he should do something about climate change, and blah de blah de blah He even said that Abbott's views on climate change were, I quote... Bullshit. Bullshit, yes. Pretty clear. So when I first heard that uh, Mr Turnbull was now Prime Minister of the uh, British colony of Australia, I got very excited. Um, But it turns out that what Mr Turnbull has done it's forgotten all of that. And, oh, no. uh, already? Already, yeah. Oh. In, in order, apparently, and, and you see my, my day-to-day grasp of the intricacies of Australian politics, much as it all sounds like a big episode of Game of Thrones, is actually a little, <laughs> bit, uh, a little bit not up to date. What I think has happened is that in order for him to become leader of the Liberal Party in Australia, the party that you know elected Tony Abbott in the first place, mm. he has had to pretend that he doesn't think things about climate change after all, and that Tony Abbott's direct action plan, which is incredibly direct, uh, is good when when it isn't, um, and that he won't reverse any of the stuff that Tony Abbott thinks about uh, gay rights or about boats or about any of that stuff, as far as I understand it, Mm. and I'm sorry if that's not right. I think, yeah, exactly. We, We Imagine, for instance, Nigel Farage actually resigned from UKIP, the UKIPs, as Stuart Lee refers to them, which he did resign and then sort of unresigned, but we'll gloss over that. It's like us going, brilliant, Nigel Farage is gone, 
but another UKIPper is in charge. I mean, ultimately, it's still the same party. The Liberal Party in Australia has got some nasty policies. It's just got somebody who's going to try to put a little bit more glitter on that particular turd. And uh, I mean, having said that, some of the climate groups in Australia and the, and the green groups in Australia were saying, and I quite liked this because it's a very sort of un-NGO type remark, they were saying, literally anyone would be better like <laughs> i'm sure turnbull's yeah. not great but literally anyone is better than abbott so it is a step forward it is a step even forward. if it was just my cat rodney in charge oh where's rodney where's rodney he's out on the piss he's celebrating too oh, okay. so what we thought we better do is talk to an australian right mm. and who better <laughs> than an australian that knows about Science. Ooh. Yes. Wow. So uh, this is the end of this little episode. This is your halfway mark. But what we're going to do, we're going to be back later this week with an exclusive interview with none other than Dr. Carl. Now, Dr. Carl is not the one-off of Neighbours that a lot of people might think. He is incredibly popular, well-renowned polymath scientist, communicator, and broadcaster in Australia who does all sorts of radio phone-ins about science. Uh, And his speciality is explaining science to people in a way that they actually understand. It's a shame that he wasn't a bit closer to Tony Abbott in that (laughs) regard. So we're going to be asking him all about climate change, how you understand it, how to communicate it to people, and what the heck is going on with Australia. Dr. Carl thinks that climate change is a massive problem. He would like Australia covered with renewables, please. We're going to be talking to him about that. Very exciting. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah, and we'll also be talking about um, the run-up to Paris with him, because it is obviously a crucial year for communicating this stuff um i like to think that our podcast alone is serving the purpose of clearly communicating uh the fact that i can't even say the words tells you what's actually going on we're not sufficient to communicate the intricacies of climate science um but we've got to do it because you know there will be a renewed focus on it in the run-up to these big uh, important flappy climate talks in Paris at the end of the year. Um, so we're hoping that Dr. Carl, the eminent Dr. Carl, uh, will explain these things for us. Excellent stuff. So that will be online later in the week, we hope. So uh, stand by for a bit of extra babble coming your way in the middle of the week. For now, oh, well, how about we get Arabella to play us out with a song? I think we should. Tony Abbott! No, I never knew you at all. You had the grace to hold yourself with those around you crawled. They crawled out of the woodwork and they whispered into your brain. They set you on the treadmill and they made you change your name. It seems to me you lived your life like a in half in the wind. Never know. So look, that was episode 23A. A is for Abbott. Of Sustainer Babble. <laughs> we'll be back, as we said, later on. Uh, for now, thank you, as always, to Dickie Moore for the music that started this show, to Arabella for helping us out with the music that ends this show. <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Babble Wagon. Find us on Facebook, just search Sustainer Babble, or email us at hello at sustainerbabble.fish. <laughs> Okay, well, that is just about it. Uh, We will see you very shortly, as David said, for exciting Australian superfly guests. Uh, Thank you, as ever, for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.